it's a brilliant day here at the Horse Trainer's Wife podcast, and I have a topic that I believe everybody has experienced at one time or another. And we are going to talk about a discovery that Dennis came up with today, but it happened eight years ago. Dennis, can you enlighten us with what happened? Well, it wasn't just today things like this have happened, but it was kind of interesting that you know that we've got access to all this information now and in uh, every day there's some kind of a thing that that uh, on my phone anyway it shows up here's a video that you did two years ago or three years ago or some time back well this one was from eight years ago and uh, i was working a horse and uh, i could see in that work uh, what I would do different today to help that horse to have an easier time of what I was asking for and and I found that to be very encouraging really because I was, I was just uh, uh, able to recognize how far I've come in that short period of time. Eight years is a pretty short period. It is a short period. So you said you found it encouraging when you saw where you were and how did you not let that um, build up some type of well I should have known back then what I know now well I, I don't think I don't think that uh, was an issue at all uh, I, I didn't didn't look at myself as from a critical standpoint that I didn't know it then but I but I was just thankful that I realized that I do know a, a better and easier way now and that was encouraging to me because that's what I'm forever more reaching for is a, a, an easier way to communicate a more effective way to communicate with my horses so that's why it was encouraging to me I think what what happens to myself and others is that we tend to uh, to not have the luxury of a, a video right in front of us to show us where we were in the past. And that, and we forget how far we've come. And we find that we're, we, we tend to uh, look at the past and elevate it and we, we see ourselves better in the past than we really were. So when we look at ourselves today, we think, I ain't, I ain't come an inch from where I was. And that can be very discouraging because you work at it, you work at it, you work at it, and you think, crap, I ain't any better now than I was. <laughs> what am I doing? So it seems like a waste of time. So for me, in, in this particular instance, was the video served as a tool. And that's all it was, was a tool. So really, we could uh, look at that, you know, the past as a tool. If you're going to look at it, look at it as a tool. In something you said about that video, you were explaining to me the difference of what you do now from what you had done, and you'd made the comment that it was about boundaries on this horse. Can you explain that? Well, I, I, I had the boundaries out further than they needed to be. Can you explain boundaries? Well, you know, there's, there's a place where like the, the highway, for example, uh, 
uh, the rumble strip on the before you hit the, the shoulder and sometimes there's even a, a rumble strip on the center line you know and you can drive with in freedom down through that but if, you can imagine that if this 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 for example moved that boundary out to, to the full two lanes instead of just one that's too much room for a car that's going to have too much play back through yeah. back and forth even though the car is going where we want it to go there's too much play back and forth so if we narrow those boundaries down and clarify it we can be there in a more deliberate in a, in a, in a more definite way that that too much freedom within a boundary kind of leaves too much gray area for a horse is not real sure of it that they're always questioning themselves because they're they don't have that uh, narrowing of focus okay because you had mentioned that you felt that you had a delay in recognizing yeah because there was that much play you know he could be way up on one side of the road and by the time you get him back to center would be ideal by the time you get him back to center he's already went over and he's up against the outside so there was too much time between where you initiated a move until he was too far out the other way and and it just slowed slowed things down it took the efficiency out of the out of the picture okay because you had said that a sharper request from you would be beneficial but one that you would ask to where the horse doesn't seem like it's a punishment well when you narrow those boundaries down you've got to teach a horse how to handle that I mean you're not gonna uh, you don't want to micromanage them to the point where you're into them all the time so in order to keep that from happening that horse has to know that when he feels you it means move and it means move now without any argument there's no room for that horse to push back there's no use no room for that horse to stand there and wonder what you want no when you ask it needs to be now get over there without any resistance and do it with a good attitude do it with ease and then everything's gonna work out better for you that's what I'm talking about is we've got to, we've got to train a horse to have that kind of work ethic and your at work ethic in other words when, when I saddle them up and when I'm when I'm ready to go to work I don't want to have to ride one all day long before he's in a frame of mind that he can finally start listening to me and do what I want. I want to be able to step up on that horse and in five minutes accomplish what I want out of efficiency, out of softness, out of all the stuff that, we, that you hear and you talk about all the time, but, but implementation of that kind of work ethic um, to me is key in helping those horses to step up to the role that they're capable of doing. You know, that all our horses are able to do more than we're getting from them, I'm pretty sure. It's just us being able to refine our techniques, refine our level of understanding to a way that we can communicate more efficiently to them what we want. Well, when you made that comment about efficiency, communication, I mean, we've all heard really good speakers. 
where there's not a lag time. I mean, but it's consistent. The flow's got rhythm and how they're talking or whatever they're doing. And uh, that, whether you see uh, a, a I think of a recital and you can see when maybe there's misunderstanding and when there's not, there's tremendous flow with it. And what they've done, they've narrowed the boundaries of each step that they're doing. And then it is absolutely beautiful. Yeah, a good speaker will have you on the edge of your seat listening to every word because every word counts. He's not up there just throwing words out because he's got to need a quota of words for his teacher to grade. He's, he's, he's boiled down his thought process into a, a spot where the way that he laid those words out sets the stage for it to be interesting to you and makes you want to listen to them and, and it makes you eager for more uh, you, you just you, you draw out of the speaker by your attention what he put into you through interest and that's the exact same thing that happens when you ride the horse if you present things to them that way they want to do more for you and they, they're interested in what you have to say because of the way you're presenting to them and, and you're able to do less and they'll give you more and all of that and all of that flow starts coming in. And it's all about, to me, about developing that work ethic in a way that a horse really wants to do what you want them to do. So what do you do with a horse that doesn't want to do what you want him to do? So, get a new horse. <laughs> Sometimes that's the best avenue. You know, you just might have a horse that just don't fit you. Well, in that case, get one that does fit, because they're all they're all different. And and we've got such a vast array of of horses to pick from today. There's no need to play with one of them old hammer-headed things that you can ride from now until the cows come home. He ain't gonna be any better ten years from now than he is right now. So sell him and get you one that will take this training. You know, the, the good ones are worth more money. The good ones are just better horses. Mm -hmm. So how much does it have to do with the handling, do you think? Oh, everything. It has everything. So he didn't, he didn't, he wasn't born a hammerhead. He got trained to be a hammerhead. Well, now, if you can put a good hand on a good horse and that horse, that good horse will get better every day. If you can put a good hand on a hammerheaded horse and he'll get as good as he's going to get after about three rides, and then he ain't going to change. And I, yeah. It's just so much ingrained in him to... Yeah, it, it, it's just the way it is what it is. Mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's, there, I think, is a reason why that some of those old bloodlines that used to be prominent, you don't hear much of them anymore. Good hands aren't going to waste their time on a horse that's not going rise to rise to the top. And you did talk about how um, the mindset in a horse, that their thoughts go to their feet, and that's what helps them to stay in a posture that they don't feel that uh, they don't feel a pull from you. Well, yes, you know if. If, when we when we narrow those boundaries, and when we elevate that work ethic, horses going to good horses, 
are going to carry themselves in a way that they're eager for uh, that sweet spot, and they want to they want to stay in that sweet spot so much that they will carry themselves in a way that stopping and turning uh, anything we ask of them is easy, and uh, so that we can put those horses under pressure and they will they will seek that body position to where they can feel an absence of that pressure they will put themselves into a position of try because of that mindset that they have that they, they don't they don't spend a lot of time they don't waste a lot of effort in arguing against you they they easily conform with softness and willingness and, and uh, they're just they're just fun okay all right so um we just want to encourage everybody to when you do reflect or see something come along to realize that that's where you were and um then look at yourself today and see where you're at yeah, that was the whole point of, of this talk was to uh, uh, to be realistic about where you were in the past. Look back once in a while. Don't don't go back there and live. <laughs> Look back and realize how far you've come, and let that be encouraging. And and know that that you're on a journey. You're on a you're on a path where uh, you are improving. I, I don't care how little it was. It's better than it was because. I don't think anything ever stays the same. We're gonna, we're gonna keep searching, keep reaching, and, and uh, today's a new day, and, uh, and uh, we're gonna build on it, and it won't be too long. We'll be looking back at this day and think, well, look how far I've come from this day. And uh, so it's, a, it's an ongoing, improving situation. And that's really exciting. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this talk here. Be sure and subscribe to the podcast. And then also uh, just subscribe to Dennis's YouTube channel. There's a lot of videos going up on there. A lot, of, a lot of fun learning, effective communication with your horse. All right. Thank you.